Thanks for listening to our Legacy Church podcast. We hope that today's message helps you in your walk with Christ and you visit us soon at our Legacy Church campus in East Greenwich, Rhode Island. For more information, visit us online at www.legacychurchri.com. We're going to be reading from Luke 10, 38 to 42. All right, and it says, As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. Say him. And she had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. So here is Jesus entering this woman's home named Martha. Martha and Mary's sisters. Mary sees Jesus. She's in awe. She's like, Jesus, I just want to be at your feet. I don't care about anything. Martha's like, I got to get this ready. Got to clean the house. Got to make sure everything's perfect. Who here when you have visitors, you got to make sure the house is clean? Who here when you have visitors, you're like, I don't care. You got to accept me as I am. Hey. I heard a lot of guys on that side. Woman of the house. That's why you are the woman of the house. Um, But it continues to say, um, but Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. And I feel Martha here. Who has siblings? You know, siblings, they can... uh, they can get on your nerves with a lot of love, though. They can push the exact buttons. And I can, I can relate to Martha because when you're, you know, you're doing all the work, when I do the dishes in the house, I feel like the number one child in the house. I'm like, yes, I do the dishes, mom. Look at me. Um, but, you know, I feel super good. But sometimes, you know, siblings, they're given to you for a reason, and you got to love on them. you got to be grateful for them. So if you got a brother or sister, tell them you love them today, okay? So you're going to do that? All right, I'm going to make sure you do that. I'm going to ask you next week, did you say I love you to your brother? All right, and then it continues to say, help me, help, help me, help me find the spot on this piece of paper. That's why you have pens, guys. It says right now, right now, one, two, three, Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed the only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. So Jesus is saying, Martha, it's great that you're preparing and getting the house ready, but Mary's doing what's right. She's sitting at my feet. She's with me in my presence. So he's not saying, Martha, you're doing it all wrong, but you're saying Mary right now is doing the right thing. She's doing what we need to do, which is being in the presence. So with that being said, we're going to bow our heads. We're going to pray. So bow your heads and agree with me as we pray. Lord, we thank you so much for Legacy Church, God. We thank you that we're a church for all generations, God. I thank you for what you've done in the youth, for what you've done in every team, God. And I just pray this morning that as I speak, you speak, Holy Spirit. And we just welcome you in. We pray open hearts and open mind this morning. In Jesus' name, all of Legacy Church said, Amen. Amen. So I have a story for you. Well, first I want to tell you the title of my sermon, Heart After His. Say, Heart After His. Say it one more time. Heart after his. his. All right, this side. Heart after his. his. Middle row. Heart after his. his. This one. Heart after his. his. I try to see who said it loud. Oh my gosh, people in the back. Heart after his. his. They're way louder. Yeah, I heard the babies back there, so they they get all the the winner. Um, They win. But uh, we're going to be talking a heart after his. But I want to share a quick story. So I've had many jobs in my life, ranging from working at a cafe to doing plays, literally doing musicals in the summer in the heat. We'll talk about that another day. But one of the jobs that I loved and I still love, and maybe I'll go back doing, is waitressing. 
I love waitering. Serving life, anybody in here? Waitress, yes, waiter. It's a good life. Um, but I made many mistakes in my life as I waitressed, you know? But I have one story specifically talking about, I met this family as I was waitressing, it was not so busy in the restaurant, and they had come out of state, I was serving them, they enjoyed their meal, and then it started to pick up, so I was getting more people to come in, more people to wait on. So as we were finishing up, and as we, well, as the tables were finishing up and cleaning up, I wanna let you know that we also had a new system in this restaurant. You guys know how you swipe the card with the little square cash thing? Everyone know what I'm talking about? Little, so we got one of those, but the pricing wasn't in it. You have to automatically put the amount. And I was super excited because I'm not big with cash. I worked at Dunkin' Donuts and if someone's order was 8.42, they gave me $10, the math is done for me. But if you throw 50 cents randomly at me right when I put the amount, ruins me. I don't know if you guys have ever done waiting or a cashier, but when someone's like, oh, I got the change after I check them out, right over my head. You it. You're gonna get the wrong amount of change. But that's, <laughs> that's why I was so thankful to have this machine where I just put the amount. So I was gonna let this family, a family of four, they were out of state, they enjoyed the meal, and I was gonna cash them out. Their meal was about $42 and like 24 cents, right? So I swipe their card, send them on their way, have a nice trip, and I'm ending my shift. I'm looking at everything, I'm like, okay, that's done, that's done. And then I see we made a little bit more <laughs> than we've ever made. And then I realized the family of four that I sent on their way that I charged $42.23 for, I actually charged them $420 and something changed. So I don't like to panic, right? So I'm sorry, I won't wait on you, but I don't like to panic. So I'm like, I'm not gonna panic, I'm gonna solve this problem. So I'm trying to call, get them their money back because they already signed. The money's in our system, so I'm freaking out. I'm like, I'm never gonna be able to do this again. That family was so nice. You ever make a mistake and you're like, you know, you just gotta smack yourself in the head like, well, did I really do that? You know what I'm saying? And I did that and I was like, oh no, oh no. But I fixed it. I had to take the money out of my tips to pay for it, but I fixed it, amen? Can I get? That was just a story of me messing up. There's really no connection to that. I just wanted to tell you guys that story. No, I'm just kidding, but there is, because till this day, I love serving people. I love getting to know people. I love serving on others. And even if it's not in the aspect of wait waitressing, I serve in the church. You know, I serve alongside a youth ministry and I serve whether it's, you know, setting up the chairs or um, helping with greeting or speaking, whatever it is. I love to serve God's house. I love it. I love it. And I know and I believe. And if you're here today, you know what an honor it is to be able to get to do this to be able to serve God's house. You're saying, me? God, do you know what I did? You sure? I say that every day. I'm like, Lord, are you sure you want me to do this? Do you know who I am? He's like, yeah, 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 I know who you are. But he lets us do this. So maybe this is your first time you're like, what's serving, what's joining a team? It's just basically being part of the church and getting connected, getting, you know, whether that's serving on the greeting team or cafe or being one of the ushers. We just love doing it. And people get here super early. We're talking like 7.30. And I know to a lot of you, like, that's really early. I need to get my beauty sleep on. But we do it because we love it. And we do it because we know there's a purpose. We know that we're not just Sunday consumers. We're not Christian Sunday people. We Serving to us is a lifestyle. It's who we are. We love serving God's house. We love getting here early. We literally show up here. Coffee in hand, smile and ready. What do you need me to do? That's our heart here at Legacy Church. We love that. And I've learned so much since the age of 15 about serving and about getting connected because 
I knew that it wasn't something I did on a Sunday, but it's who I was at my job. I wanted to be excellent in my job. I wanted to serve others and show people the joy of the Lord in my job, in my school, wherever I was. I was passionate to be, to be a follower of Christ. I wanted to be known as I love Jesus. And unashamedly, I love Jesus. That's who I am. And maybe you're here like, why do we serve? Why, why do we do this? And, and it's because we love people. And we want to have a heart like Jesus. And Jesus' heart is for people. He loves people. He loves you. He loves you. So there's three things that I know that serving is. Serving is one, a sacrifice. Serving is, is an honor. And serving is the highest call. The highest call. The highest call. Jesus, he died on a cross. Surrendered his life for me. For us. Knowing that we may never, ever choose him. Maybe never even consider a relationship with him. He still sent his one and only son. That's who he is. That's who he is as a father. And knowing that he did that for me, the least I could do is come here on a Sunday and serve. Serve God's house. Do you know what God's house is? It's his bride. It's his bride. The bride of Christ. You know when a bride is walking down the aisle, all eyes on her? Every detail of the dress is, is what she designed, is what she wanted. Every detail into a wedding is so, so, so put into, so much thought. And that's how we are with the church. We put so much thought into the bride of Christ. We put so much thought into every single detail. The way things are set up, the way things are meant to be. And I'm passionate about it. And I know so many others that are so passionate about it because they love that we get to do it and do this. So many people, maybe you're here and you've been searching like, for a destiny, for a purpose, serving God, highest call, greatest purpose in life, greatest thing in the whole entire earth. And I'm a testimony of it. If I die today, I'm okay. Because I know I lived every life, every day until I got saved for him. Because there is no other purpose. There is no other reason for us to be here. And maybe you're wondering about facts. You're maybe wondering about but why does the Bible say this? Why does it say that? You have so many questions. Good. I got questions too. We all have questions. Don't, God's not afraid of your questions. God's not afraid of your doubts and your fears. He's not. He's not. That's a lie of the enemy. If you think God's afraid of it, no. No, 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 no. He wants to get to know you. He wants to, he wants to see you here. He loves that you're a Sunday person, but he wants to see you live this out outside of a Sunday, outside of, of the two hours that you're here. But it's our highest calling. Amen? Yeah. Amen. And I know that in, um, in my life, I've, I've definitely always have looked at everything and, and questioning, okay, am I supposed to do this? You know, am I supposed to do this? You're, I'm seeking the will of God. I'm seeking on what to do. But I know it's the highest call to serve God. So I just want to be obedient. And there's this song called, So Will I. And he chose surrender, so will I. And I love that part of the song because he willingly gave his life for us to live. And I die daily for him to live in me. Being a Christian, you got to die to your flesh. We got real emotions. We got real feelings. We got real things going on. But we have to choose. Am I going to live by my flesh and my desires? Or I'm going to live for the one who died on the cross? And that's a choice. And one of the verses that I, I love, it's Joshua 24, 15. It says, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Because I'm going to tell you, there's going to be so many excuses to not show up on a Sunday, to not serve, to not get connected. Your car's not working. You stayed up late Saturday. You have other plans. So many great excuses. There will always be an excuse not to show up. 
But it says, for us, for me and my house, I will serve the Lord. God is not based off your circumstance or your situation. There will always be a reason. But God's bigger than your reason. God's bigger than your situation. God is big. God is so big. You'll, you'll, we'll never be able to fully understand it, but he's a good God. Amen? And, and I, I know, and, I, and maybe you're here, maybe this is your first time, but I believe your consistency in the church matters. It matters because, not because you fill a seat. It's not about filling a seat and being a face here. It's about being part of the body of Christ, being a part of the family, being a part of the army that worships together. When we worship together, wasn't that incredible? When we sing, break every chain. We're talking about chains of depression, chains of anxiety, chains of, of things that have been on you. Those are chains, chains that have been trying to hold you down, but we believe that there is power in the name of Jesus, in Jesus, in the one who can do it all. And that's why I, I love to get here early because I know, man, this is going to be an incredible Sunday. I'm expecting, and we can't live off the Easter high. Easter was so good. Easter was awesome. Easter was awesome, but next Sunday's coming, amen? The next Sunday's coming, next Sunday's coming, and more people are going to join the family. More people are going to get saved. More people are going to get healed. And I believe that not because I think it's a, a nice, fancy thing to say, but I've seen it. I've seen this very altar get people filled, standing up, getting healed. People that were dealing with depression set free. This is so real. And maybe right now you don't get it all. It's okay. You don't have to get it all. It doesn't all have to make sense. It doesn't all have to fit a pretty box of things that make sense because it never will. That's the submission of giving it to God, being like, Lord, I don't get this right now, but I give it to you. And that's with everything in life. Amen? Everything with life. And, and I know the relationship with Jesus, it takes work. Who here is married? Married people in the house. <laughs> Love it. Um, and you don't talk to your spouse just once a week, right? You don't talk to them once a day. You don't just text them whenever you need it. You don't just text to ask for McDonald's that night because no one cooks. Does that happen? Is that an actual thing? <laughs> I heard one yes. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, guys. But you don't talk to your spouse once a day, or you don't talk to your best friend. If they're your best friend, you're consistent with them, and you build that relationship. A relationship with Jesus, it's built off consistency, time, and work. But I don't feel God, Jenny. I don't feel him right now. God is not a feeling. God is a father. God, God is not a feeling, people. It's not on your time that he gets to come and fill you up. He's there. You have to work for it. You've got to push for it. For everything in life, you've got to work hard. You get up, you go to work to get money, right? You work for it. You've got to pay the bills. You work for it, right? You've got to work for things, just like food. I love this reference because I love food. Food is so good. Amen? Amen. Um, are you guys thinking about where you're going to eat after church? What are you guys going to eat after church? Panera? Wow. Oh, wow. Okay. People, now I'm making you hungry. I'm sorry. I got distracted by getting you distracted. Anyways, what was I even saying? Does anyone remember? Work. Work. Hey, work. Yes. Relationships take work. And I think that's about it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but relationships take work, and it's so worth it to invest your relationship with Jesus. That's why you can't expect to come one Sunday a year and be like, well, I tried this thing out, and it didn't work for me. No, it doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. Who told you that? Who told you that? 
No, it does not work like that. It takes time, it takes effort, and it takes energy. Everything in life takes work. And if you want a real relationship with Jesus, it's going to take work. And I've seen it, and it's gonna, not going to be easy. God never said it was going to be easy. He says you're going to face many trials. But he says also, consider it pure joy. Because I'm with you in this. I'm with you through the trials. I'm with you through the struggles. He's with you. I've seen it, and I'm still in awe every day. Um, but that's a reference. I was talking about food. Now I'm here. It's just like food. Someone once said, you don't just eat once a week either. You know, you don't just, you don't get fed. We talk about reading the word and getting filled up as being fed. But you don't eat once a week. You don't just open up your Bibles on a Sunday. Does your Bible app on your phone need to be updated? That's a problem. I've been there. We're like, oh my gosh. I've been getting my notifications. But get a real Bible, people. This is a good thing. I gotta expose myself. You gotta be real here, right? We're real people. Real people. We're not perfect. But you can't just eat once a week. You can't just expect Sunday to be the place where you get it all. What's the work you're putting in Wednesday night in your car? What are you putting in Thursday in the morning? Life is busy. I get it. I get it. We got moms here. We got, we got dads here. We got newlyweds. We got all types of people in this church, different backgrounds. And like I said, there's always going to be an excuse. But I see parents come here early. I see families come here early. I see from the youngest to the oldest come here early and serve God's house and have a real relationship that inspire me. Because yes, there's young people worshiping right now, but I love seeing the people that have been doing it for years. Like that's, those are my heroes. Like Chris Baldwin, happy birthday. I'm gonna give him a quick shout out. <laughs> he usually leads our worship and, and he's been doing it for how long? Can you shout out how long you've been doing it? 27 years. 27, that's awesome. And he's also only 27 years old, so happy birthday. But he's been doing that inconsistently. And I know things haven't been easy and things haven't been perfect. I don't know all your life stories, but I know you've been through stuff that you've been crying out to God and you see him and you're like, I can only do it with you. I can only do it with you. That you've been 27 years of serving faithfully, knowing that you can only do it with him. And I pray you continue to do that because you guys are awesome, you and Kristen. But... I want that kind of life that I don't die out and look back. Man, when I was 22, I was so passionate. I, I used to do this, I used to do that. I don't care about your used tos. What are you doing right now? What are you doing right now for the house of God? That's what matters right now, right now. Um, but, God, I feel it, feel it. I feel like I wanna say so much, but I don't want you to think if you're not serving God, you're, you're not like, oh, I'm not good enough. No, just take your steps. Take your steps with God. Get to know him. Build a relationship with him. Reach, open up your Bible. Some people don't know how to read it. It's okay. There's so many plans. That's why we have crews. That's why we have growth track. Because we believe in not just being church goers or, or, or just being a Sunday thing, like, like I said, but actually understanding why we believe what we believe. Why do we bank our life on a book? You got to know the book. You got to know the word. You got to know the father. If you're going to say, I'm going to follow Jesus, know why you're following Jesus. Know what's in here. Know why you're serving. And check your heart and check your perspective. And I have to flippity scrippity. <laughs> Guys, I, that's why I'm saying. I'm like, Lord, do you want me to be up here? Because sometimes I say things and I'm like, all right, Lord. But I can only say things, so. But, um, I want to read the verse, uh, Mark 10, 45. It says, the son of man came to be served, um, came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life 
for ransom to many. And if Jesus himself came down to serve, that's the example. That's who we should be. We should be servants. And before you're a leader in the church, you're a servant. You're, you're a servant. You would do, you want to be obedient to wherever God calls you. If God calls you right now to be on security standing out there, shout out to the security team that miss out on the service but are out there, or the kids ministry, like, that's obeying the will of God to say, I'm going to give up my life for you, God. But you are blessed so much by doing it. But I'm telling you, you don't want to do it to be blessed. You want to do it because there's no other way you could do it. There's no other way that you can go in this life and not choose to follow him, not choose to serve him because he's been so faithful, because he's been so consistent. If you wake up, give him five minutes of your morning. I promise you, you're going to feel a change. Just wake up before checking your phone, before getting ready. Set up, give five minutes and be like, God, I give this day to you. I'm an empty vessel, Lord. Empty me out. I give this to you. If you empty yourself out and give God your day, give God your morning, start off like that, coffee will not compare. I'm sorry, coffee drinkers. And I am a Starbucks fan. I do love Dunkin' too. Whenever I'm desperate, McDonald's is the way. I'm sorry, David. McDonald's is the way. Or make it at home, whatever. But, um, <laughs> uh, but serving God is, is the highest calling in, in, in life. And, and I love seeing people serve God. And I know everyone... Your Sunday mornings may be crazy. Your Monday through Saturday may be insane. But I'm telling you, serving God is so, so great. Being a part of a community that's doing something bigger than themselves. Like, it's so beautiful. I remember when I first came to church and I got welcomed with, with such joy. And I was like, is this real? Are they really happy right now? And, and they are. They are because they've encountered a real God who, who gives real hope, who gives real joy. Amen? So everyone who does it, does it because they, they love it. The, the children's ministry love what they do. They love, like, they go all out for those kids, and I love it, and I love it so much. I could talk about this on and on and on, because serving, there's no greater thing on earth, man. There's no reason to be here, because when you die and go to heaven, what does Jesus say? What does God say? Well done, my good and faithful. Servant. He doesn't say, well done, my good and faithful what like you went to church every sunday church goer no he says servant he says servant he doesn't call you by any other title but servant because he saw what you did on earth for his bride for the thing that he came to build his church where people can gather where people can get transformed this is why we do what we do and why we will continue to do what we do because we love the house and we're so honored we're so honored. There's a song, I re reference a lot of songs too because I love worship music. There's a song called Nothing Else by Cody Connors and he says, no, I'm not here for blessings. Jesus, you don't owe me anything. If you could have that heart too, I pray that you know you get that heart. Jesus, you don't owe me anything. If I, you know, I, you don't owe me absolutely anything. I wanna do this for you. So when you serve with a heart or when you live a life that's just for Jesus, Man, he can use you so much if you just open your heart and open your mouth to speak truth and to speak love to people who need it because you are the church outside of here. Amen? And I pray that I always have that heart too. You know, I pray that for about myself. But going back to the story of uh, Martha and Mary, and Martha wasn't doing a bad thing. Like I said, she was preparing a place for Jesus. But I never want you to miss Jesus in the midst of serving either. In the midst of coming to church, you can come for years and miss him and miss God who's here. You wanna encounter him, you wanna have a real relationship with him where no one can tell you that your relationship with God isn't real because you built it on a foundation that will last. 
because you know the one we call Father. You know the one we call Lord. Amen? Thanks for listening today. We pray you are blessed by our Legacy Church podcast and hope to see you soon at our church service in East Greenwich, Rhode Island. You can connect with us on any social media platform at Legacy Church RI. Have a blessed week.